<laughs> All right. Back for number nine. Yay, number nine. That's Drew Brees' number, which makes me sad. That's cool. I our first year is in Don't know insane. who that is. So. Oh, my. No. <laughs> Come on, man. I've heard the name. He's like my favorite human Musician. being. Present company excluded. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just kidding. He's, I know he's a sports person. A some. sports person. Yeah. He's was. Was? Quarterback. Did he die? No. He retired, man. Oh, okay. The greatest quarterback to ever play. In New Orleans, that's which it's awesome. a low bar, but he's still really high. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've heard of him, so that's a good thing. Uh, oh, FYI, goodness. guys, football not my sport. So much. Yeah, he's not doing great with this. He's <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's start over. This <laughs> maybe you talk about Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Although Gret- we need to get to episode ninety-nine to 90, get to right. then we yeah. can we can discuss his number. That's right. <laughs> By the way, I'm Matt Kitchen, and I'm Father Eric, and this is After, After the, the Likeness. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Sorry for any sports fan who just had to deal with what just happened there. No, um, they're not still it. Anyone yeah. who's a sports fan is not still listening. It's probably they it's probably up. not like like the Venn diagram of of sports people and people who listen to this podcast. It's probably doesn't intersect very much. I bet yeah. you're wrong about that. You I think, think so? there's a lot of people. Yep. All right. Write it's in like and tell ESPN, us your favorite. They're teams. watching it. Yeah. Got the little earbud in there. They're listening to after the likeness. <laughs> Maybe you're That's right. Maybe it's how a, I imagine yeah. our audience. <laughs> it's just a bunch of jocks sitting around. Yep, yep. Sports <laughs> bar, Matt and Father filled Eric. with cigar smoke. Although, where can you smoke in bar? It's a good, maybe a cigar lounge. It's been a long time since I've been in a bar. One of those nice wooden wall places. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. fancy leather yep. couches. And ESPN. Stinks. It's with fun. The mu- it's muted, yeah. and they got like Alexa in the center blasting our podcast. It's probably... That, man, that yeah. is... The only place we play. I Seriously, think. <laughs> I feel like we should create this. Like, yeah, this the after the likeness lounge. What if this we make the that our studio? Re- oh my god, because that sounds way better. Well, in the minds of our listeners, we can. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So here we no. imagine us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me about your week. What oh, happened? What's, it's what's been on? pretty good. Pretty busy. Yeah. Um. Great. You know, this time of year in um in church life mm-hmm. is always a time when everything's getting really busy again. And of course, we have figuring out how to respond to yet another surge of COVID true, cases true. and all that. Um, does, it, does it just get busier now because it's like school's back and people yeah, are getting the exactly. normal groove of life mm-hmm. again? Gotcha. Yeah. People probably don't think about this much, but in churches. It's very much we're sort we we have like a regular year and we have a church year with like Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. but then we kind of have a school year too. You yeah, know, like yeah. when kids are you know everyone's at home, no one's traveling like in the summer and it's busier, and so we have adult education and all right. that stuff. And so it's been it's been fun and busy. We've got a lot of cool stuff. We've got a lot of like pent up energy oh, at, yes. at St. Margaret's right, right. from the year and a half of COVID. That is true. And wanting we wanted to do stuff before that. And then we had to put it all off. So now we're like, oh, there's just so much cool stuff That's happening. Here. I've, I've volunteered really to be in charge of a, a thing. Yeah, I know. So now I have to like do something. I know. Isn't it crazy? I thought this was the extent of what I have to do. Yeah. More, and just not right just, he and didn't just volunteer yeah. for a podcast. Like this is another <laughs> thing. That's like two things. That's a lot. I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> I know. I'm overextending myself. Exactly. I got to yep. go. Yep. <laughs> this podcast is only going to be 20 minutes long. You got to shut it off and get on to that other thing. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, kind of, right? Yeah. Kind of kidding. <laughs> 
you were telling uh, how me we've you? had some good some good feedback from the podcast from people yeah absolutely so thank you all who've uh who've you know like reached out emailed us or told people at the church and church members who've like uh, given us feedback as well on the podcast we really appreciate all y'all listening and um and all that it's 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 really great so it's pretty fun definitely yeah it always it just like we said last time we do be doing this regardless but it's always nice to hear from people that you know we're not just talking to a wall exactly i mean not that you're a wall or a wall but you know Right. And Our words don't technically hit we're talking other walls. to a wall of ESPN. That's true. A wooden a wooden wall. <laughs> yeah. Paneling. Not paneling. That sounds no, like a tree. Like a like tree, a, a real tree. A whole tree? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how things are built. We're in a cigar forest. <laughs> We've reached <laughs> another area in which I have no competency. <laughs> That's how you build oh, wooden walls right out of trees. <laughs> I'm assuming. Someone pulled up. Who could be here? Dun, da, da, da. Live audience. I know. Yeah. When you have the window open, I get distracted so easily. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how's your oh, week been? It was good, man. Yeah. Had, What'd had you a, do? Had a busy weekend. I, uh, I I played some music at this this bar not too far from the house. Cool. Had fun doing that. And yeah. It had like a you know an actual real stage. I'm not just some dude oh, playing nice. music in the corner. So yeah. that's kind of cool. And <laughs> I hate that. That's always like super cramped for the yeah musician. exactly. And you also are like, am I here to entertain you or am I here to be yeah. in the background? Yeah, like, it's kind of weird. There's so. that thing like who's shifting their chairs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's going? Hey, this is fun. Who's going? Why is this guy playing while I'm trying to eat my right. skittles? I don't exactly. I don't know why I eat skittles Man. at a restaurant, but <laughs> yeah. it's hard to eat skittles and listen to music at the same time because you always end up chewing in the rhythm of the song. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, huh? Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Finally, man. something I'm good at. <laughs> Skittle commentary. Skittle commentary. <laughs> and then uh, a Saturday, we did kind of like a, a little company celebration for, mm. for the, the business that, that me and Sable do yeah. together. And uh, we... Uh, what is that 20, business for our It's It's an environmental consulting company. My awesome. dad started it 25 oh, years really? ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we were celebrating cool. 25 years. We went out to my dad's place. Nice. And uh, hung out out there. It was fun. And then Sunday, I played music at the, the Shiner Brewery, which was fun. Yeah. It was a... It was a good event. It was uh, had a lot of people that's there awesome. getting into it and having fun. So yeah, Shiner, so that's like yeah, it's like a real hardcore. beer in a real place. It was cool. Absolutely. And I was like, hey, I made it, mom. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so, an awesome. It was week. good and, until yesterday when I was doing work. And mm-hmm. uh, if you see this, I'm not going to post a picture for you people, but I smashed yeah. a tool into my head yesterday. Ooh, yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. Blood everywhere. It's pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not. It's worth have it. You look concussed. Super, I don't like, know. <laughs> you know, hardcore now with a like scar. I just like I just yeah. made it through a Fast and the Furious movie. Like a Viking warrior. <laughs> a Viking warrior even say. better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I thought I was Vin Diesel, but yeah. it turns out I'm some Viking name. <laughs> Din Vesel. Din Vesel. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all in all, it's been good, and uh, I don't really have any complaints. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe uh, now we should talk about what we're going to be talking about. Yes. Which is? Which is, what we're going to be talking about is the story of Cain and Abel. Ooh. Cain and Abel, the brothers. The brothers. Yep. It's a fun story. I'll give you just a brief rundown, and then maybe we'll go into it more detail but so Cain and Abel most people know this story like uh, by by name or in general or sort of kind of what it's about but mm-hmm. it's basically it's the uh, the kids 
of Adam and Eve. Yeah. So we're go back into Genesis here, and uh, which I love Genesis because again, there's just so much. Like we talked about when we talked about the creation story mm-hmm. of the days, and then the Adam and Eve story that came afterwards. Like these all set up the big. Uh, overarching themes of scripture mm-hmm. and Cain and Abel takes that and it takes it another step. It fills, starts filling in and opening up some more themes that get repeated over and over through the whole rest of scripture. Um, so basically they're the next generation and generations like generations, Genesis, generativity, oh. like these are all connected words, <laughs> right? Like, when it talks about the creation of the world in seven days, it says these are the generations of the earth. Um, and after the Cain and Abel story in Genesis, it says here are the generations of Adam to from Adam to Noah, right? Um, so this is very important because in the ancient world, like they thought about things developing over time mm-hmm. as developing through families in the same way that like positive aspects of families can be like passed down generation to generation like your company right yeah Yeah. there we go like a family business man bought it home (laughs) that's right that's right (laughs) booyah and congratulations by the way oh thanks thanks (laughs) um uh but also you know negative ones too right negative patterns like alcoholism or abuse like Mm -hmm. they like one person you can see the or not echoes knowing of football. That. I don't know. Or not knowing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's well. Obviously, something <laughs> happened in my family. Something bad. I'm blaming yeah, your parents. That's right. <laughs> it could have been even further back. Who knows? Uh, but uh, that has rim. You can see it go down yeah. generation, and that's sort of like the theory of the book of Genesis. Basically, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Is it's like it's setting up the different. Um, nations and the different uh, all the characters and the different themes that will be explored by all the different people in scripture from Exodus on all the way up to Jesus Um, and in fact all the way up to the book of Revelation Um, it's pretty cool so Cain and Abel I like how when you speak of generations in this book how it's a whole one generation and to use like the meme you know thing uh, that escalated quickly it's like yes Hey, I ate an apple I shouldn't have eaten. Hey, I murdered my brother. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, and that's part of like what this is. It's like, whoa. So fast downhill. Yep. Yep. It's like, okay, a little bump in the road. (laughs) Six car pile up. Now, we can only assume, I'm probably getting ahead of ourselves here, but we can only assume that that there were other brothers and sisters involved if these were the start of humanity or a people or whatever you want to look at. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's the question immediately almost comes up. But like, yeah, Cain and Abel were the ones featured in yes. the Bible for murder. It's like, yeah. I wonder what the other siblings got away with that one even mentioned because hey, it wasn't murder. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I guess we just got to go with what, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, you know, <laughs> it'd probably pay off to be one of those siblings. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Get away just with so cover. Oh man. That was like me and my family. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't a good kid, but mm-hmm. compared to my siblings. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was yeah. quiet about it. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get caught so I could just fly under the radar. Uh, that's amazing. Hope no, hope no one's listening for me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just say, except yeah. you. Yeah, except then, you. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. That's <laughs> right. Except you, nameless sibling. Um, okay, so the story of King Nabal, what is it? Uh, we've been alluding to it. Uh, it's the f- pretty much the first story after uh, uh, Adam and Eve leave the garden. And uh, Adam and Eve, they, uh, ha- they, they are married and they have their first child, Cain. 
Cain's the oldest, right? Cain's the one, uh, presumably, who the in in Hebrew, the way families worked in Hebrew, the oldest one inherited everything, inherited any blessings, titles, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, like out of that, they took care of their other siblings. But so you didn't split things up, where it's like uh, a family estate or business would get divided and divided. It just goes through the the eldest son. Right. Um, so Cain's the eldest son, and. Um, a uh, uh, and and uh, and basically they have this uh, Cain and Abel just like their parents are hanging out with God and in the scriptures it's like very much like they're just walking with God and talking with God mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, they're outside of of Eden but even so towards the end you kind of get this feeling like they're pretty close they're like right outside the gate kind of like it's probably what I would do right yeah. in the foyer hey, remember that place we <laughs> that's used to right. be? that was awesome yeah because <laughs> later Adam and Eve they try and go back to like get help from the garden oh my gosh yeah and the angel's like here you can have this but you can't come in um (laughs) so uh so basically cain and abel uh, cain is uh tends um tends uh uh, like fruit orchards and Mm -hmm. abel his younger brother who's born right after him in the story in the intro um is uh raises sheep right he's a shepherd and uh, they both go and they make offerings to the Lord, Thanksgiving offerings, presumably like in the Levitical books later down the line, like the, the Jews would have made at the temple. Of course, the and, Levitical uh, books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to bring uh, that up. I'm glad you did. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, just <laughs> didn't want to step on you, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so, so basically the tension happens when... Uh, God receives their offerings and he likes Abel's offering and he doesn't like um, Cain's offering. And Cain's real mad about this. And God's like, why are you mad? I just like this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like uh, you're a jerk. Like if you try, if you do well and give a good offering, won't it be, it'll be accepted. Right. Um, Like if someone brings you pizza and someone brings you broccoli, it's like, well, thanks for the broccoli. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's not like broccoli is totally inedible, Yeah, (laughs) but I'm going to eat the pizza first. Didn't bring me any ranch. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So don't worry about it. I'm just going to throw it away and it'll be fine. Yeah, it's cool. We're still friends. Yeah, we're fine. I just hate your gift. Yeah. Pretty much. So uh, Cain does not take this well. He goes to talk to Abel about it. Things uh-huh. escalate. No one's there to separate them. And so um, Cain kills Abel. Oh. Yeah. And uh, do we know how old they are? No, we don't. Because this story takes a huge creepy twist if they're like seven and five. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know. But no, it's I'd like a say horror it's movie implied that point. like they're grown now, okay. you know, like. Uh, like teenagers, the, 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 the ages lifted mm-hmm. listed for um, people in Genesis. Like when we get to like Adam, mm-hmm. it's like live nine hundred and thirty years. That's true. Or something like that, because I'll take. So like, it, it takes more of a humorous turn if they're like that's one hundred and forty right. and one hundred and thirty eight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's that, that's right. It's like what? It's like what grumpy old men or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and then if they're in their thirties, it's just like some true crime yeah. story. I'd say like imagine I'm imagining them in their in their thirties here. Okay. Um. And 30. so I I mean like I don't know in biblical ages if that would it's like what me be, but... murdering you exactly. Mm. Stop looking at me. Like <laughs> exactly. God likes your yeah. gift more. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> uh, I'm a terrible gift giver, so you wouldn't have to. Do um, so, uh, 
So yeah, so so um, he dies. God uh, is is like, oh, where's where's uh, where's your brother? And then the and, famous um, line, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and he uh, uh, Cain lies to him and he says, no, the ground is calling out to me with his blood, and um, and you know like. This was not good. That you will be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. I'm sending you out Ooh. away from this like place that's like next to the garden, Man. and um and it's and like he's just radius building around the garden. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The foyer. The um, foyer. <laughs> and he puts a mark on, but Cain's mm. scared people. Like, not. I don't know if it means people or that the uh, like even the animal and the earth, the animals and the earth, because they're like live character. They like. Mm-hmm do things and speak in, in, in Genesis are going to like kill him, you oh. know, cause the ground has taken up his brother's blood oh my gosh. and it's, that's, what's crying out to God. Right. Um, and so God puts a mark on him and says, no, you'll be protected. Oh. Like, even though you did this thing, yeah. you won't die for it, which is like going back to Adam and Eve, right? He promises or yeah. he says to them, the day you eat of that fruit, you shall die. Man. And there's, there's obviously a spiritual death there. The fall happens, but he preserves their life going forward, even though they've sinned, which is a big theme yeah. through all like this happens to Israel all the time. Right. Okay. So anyway, so he goes off and he builds some cities and, um, and then there's some, uh, uh, uh has all of these kids who we'll go into <laughs> as we go into it. Uh, and he, we see the sort of the generations of Cain uh. before we get the generations of Adam to Noah. Um, in the next okay. chapter, so that's that's basically the story. Two brothers fight; one kills the other because he was jealous, because mm-hmm. he was resentful that um, that he wasn't getting rec- the same recognition as of him, um, and uh, and presumably, at least the biblical story like sort of implies like it was for good reason. It right. was for good reason. So. So, yeah, because I'm always only half listening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I can only assume the listeners only half listening too. If they're anything yes, like I mean, me, well, they're watching the they're ESPN, watching the game. Yeah, <laughs> get it? I get it. So the older one kills the younger one, correct? That's right. Okay, just the making older sure. one kills, the even though he's one. already got the birthright and he's he's the favored one in general. He's still exactly. Like, he's just that jealous. That's he's right. Like, okay. And it um and the the cycle the little mm-hmm. mini story ends. Than with um, Eve and Adam having birth to a new son Uh-oh. named Seth, Seth. who uh, has God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him, and Seth is going to sort of carry on Abel's mm. purpose. Okay. basically, he's so, now the 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 second second born. Yeah, that's is right. It- <laughs> exactly. So, so this is the first theme. Let's get go going into it. Then. <laughs> this is jump on it. Yeah, this is the first like theme that I really notice, like the Jesus theme of mm-hmm. this story, which is like all of the biblical stories. It seems are father and son stories or brother stories, mm-hmm. and like oftentimes it's the older brother and the younger brother, right? right. Like, um, uh, um, like uh, uh, Isaac and or Jacob and Esau and Jacob stuff and like Esau, that, yeah. and like when Jesus tells the story about the uh, the the prodigal son, the younger brother who comes back, and the older brother is mm-hmm. jealous, right? Right? Uh, um, there's all of these stories all the time, and it part of it plays into that whole like who gets the lineage, who yeah. gets the blessing, who gets the purpose. Mm-hmm. It's passed down. Um, normally, it's passed down to the eldest son. 
But all the time you see this, this story where the younger son like overtakes Mm -hmm. the older son, like the one who shouldn't get the blessing at all is like lifted up. And the older blessed brother, even though he might be more powerful, more, whatever it is like needs to follow the the younger. And so there's a problem with that, of course, which is like, uh, it's real frustrating for the older brother who, thinks they deserve that right um and so the very first story after the fall is this is exploring that it's like okay like it's entitlement exactly entitlement entitlement and like and also how god blesses us Mm -hmm. like god we oftentimes think of god blessing us as like well i'm here and i need some stuff and so god's gonna bless me with it you know that's right (laughs) but that is not how god works Uh not in scripture and not i don't think even in our experience so that's why i'm not rich that's right exactly thanks yeah thanks a lot God, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? I know, just one. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna ask for four. That's right. <laughs> yeah, not like that. Yeah. Well, okay. So, <laughs> actually, a phrase comes to mind in Haiti. The there's a folk saying there uh, that says God gives, but He doesn't share. Oh, yeah. God gives, but He doesn't share, and it's meant to be sort of like what? Yeah, I'm trying to make sense of it. Yeah, <laughs> what they mean by that is like God gives everything. Right? God is generous. God gives the whole world, mm-hmm. all of its fruits, all things. But he doesn't divide it up. But don't ask for a bite of his cheesecake? Well, no, no, that, no, no. <laughs> Everyone. But, but he, he doesn't give it in a way where it's like... Like he gives it, and, and you see this in St. Paul too, where he's talking about spiritual gifts mm-hmm. in the church. When God gives us gifts, they're never for ourselves. Mm-hmm. What are the spiritual gifts of the church? Right. They're teaching, they're preaching, they're pastoring. These are all relational gifts. You can't teach just by yourself. You need a student. That's true. You can't preach without a congregation. You can't um, do pastoral care mm-hmm. without someone to care for. And so Paul lays That's out this vision yeah, of the body of Christ mm-hmm. where all these different people have different gifts and they're put together. They're, they're The gifts are are dependent on having other people to give to yeah. and other people are dependent on receiving those gifts, yeah. right? Like I need pastoral care. So uh-huh. I need someone that with that gift to give it to me. And that's the glue that binds us together, right? It's like he says, the hand can't say to the eye, I have no need of you because you know, you don't have five fingers. Like, you know, you, the hand needs the eye because it doesn't have five fingers uh-huh. and vice versa, right? Yeah. The hand doesn't need, well, I guess, Two hands. A hand needs one more hand. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like, uh, yeah. You, yeah, if we were just all hands and no eyes, like, it, yeah. would, uh, it would make no sense. Yeah, it's true. Um, it could cause problems. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a difference there. And and so you see this. This yeah. goes back all the way to the beginning here, where this is the first story sort of showing, like, how God blesses us. And so, like, God gives, if he wants, God wants to bless me with something, he gives a gift to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then because he's trying to make mm-hmm. make the world love one another as um, as they love themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone getting what they need really is dependent on people um, seeing another as loving another as they love themselves, because the only gifts I have don't work for me. You know, like yeah. I can't do, you know, like I I think I probably have a gift for teaching or, or whatever. Like I like teaching. It's really fun. Yeah, you fun. do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I at least enjoy it a lot. I don't know if anyone else does. But <laughs> if I go and stand yeah. in a room on Sundays that's empty mm-hmm. with my little PowerPoint, yeah. 
that's I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, there's you know probably I mean? like white padding that's on that right. room. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's right. Yes. And I can't get the PowerPoint button because my arms are tied around me. And there's no button, that's nor right. is there a PowerPoint. No, that's what the doctor keeps telling me. There is a button, doctor. I must move the slide forward. It's not a metaphor. Or is it? <laughs> Oh man. Yep. So about this, this firstborn thing too, it's yeah. something I was wondering is, is there anything to be said for also the fact that they have all of this already dedicated to them, the birthright, the lineage, the purpose, all that. And they're still not satisfied. Yeah. Cause that kind of strikes me too. It's like, Oh, well this guy is getting you saying, Oh, yeah. I like that gift. And I, what I have isn't even enough. You know, it's kind of speak to the human condition of, it does always trying to to fill the void (laughs) yeah it does and it's also like so you see there's some some things that you can read between the lines in the setup for Mm -hmm. this um chapter which is like there's cain and abel they're born there's presumably around the same age and like um cain is a worker of the ground and you see this sort of thing like like with the ages of people in scripture like mm-hmm. the 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 lifespans of like Adam and Eve and people before the flood are like really long mm-hmm. but they get shorter and shorter the further down the generations you go mm-hmm. and the same with um location which is like the further people move away where it's like Cain now has to go out into the world a further away from the garden of Eden yeah. like the worst thing worst things get so there's a sense as you move in time or space away from the garden of Eden, like life is diminishing. Mm-hmm. Things are, are getting like um, worse. So it's, so it's wild can, to think about with, yeah, with those long ages. Cause you're like, Oh, 500 years. Like that's, that's a long time. But when you think about biblical, biblical it perspective, time. it's like 500 years. just seems like a drop in the bucket back then. But then you're like, yeah, now <laughs> yeah like you would have been alive for the american revolution like, oh yeah since before long that's crazy yeah, well before it. like borderline columbus come on yeah that's right could have been there for yeah, like the first for, encounter for whatever happened there mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yep that's pretty crazy yeah yeah so yeah long time beards here and and part of that is again to show how life is diminishing over time mm-hmm. the first, like they started out presumably mm-hmm. immortal and yeah. then like have fallen and that's getting worse the, the further away we get from that in like 500 um, years people are going to live for like three years and that's it yeah that's, that's right it. exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i'm gonna draw a no, graph like eventually god it. like sets a like set thing oh. down in the in the well yeah that's right he's man. like there's i think the Ruin limit my fun. <laughs> is 120 that's what I had in my head, but I don't know why I have yeah, that in my head. Me, well, me too then, but like average is 70. Like that's what the Psalms mm-hmm. talk about. Oh, okay. 70 year. 70 years. Three score in 10 years. Or People are whooping that these days. Oh yeah. They're, they're getting there. Yeah. yeah. Technology. It's, it's four score in 10 years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Medicine. Yep. Yep. Good job. We have a, a birthday coming up in our church. Someone turned 102. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's crazy. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Do I know this person? <laughs> you probably do. You've seen her. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats her. to her. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, do you want to live that long? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, like. I guess it depends how healthy I am. You know, I just preached today on St. Bartholomew, who died uh, really violently. Oh. And um, 
And like that's mostly all we know about him is how violent his death was. That's it. Yeah. Quick. Uh, wait. He's wait. In, you he's can't in just the say scriptures this now. a little bit. This is totally off topic. But what? Quick rundown. How did he die? So uh, he was actually he was crucified multiple times because he escaped a few times. Crucified were multiple like, times. Yeah. Oh my god. Like there's an earthquake and like he escaped the first one and then they uh, <laughs> later on another group of people found him and the way he finally died apparently was he was flayed. Which means he was skinned alive. Oh my gosh. And then crucified. And then crucified. Yeah. If you go to the beautiful Sistine Chapel painted Uh by Michelangelo in Rome, Mm -hmm. you will see him. He's the one holding the knife and his own skin. Oh no. He has like heavenly skin. (laughs) But he has like his earth, like a his earthly skin in his hand. Oh my! God. I was that's just same Bartholomew. I was just about to joke and say, "Look for the skinless guy." And yes. he actually is holding his skin. Yes, he is holding his skin. He does have. He has like his resurrection skin. But um, but that's that's, that's Saint Bartholomew. Anyways, so you bring him up. Reflecting on yeah. that, I'm like, you know what? We have so little control over that. Like, I yeah. just want to live and die well. Yeah, like, I agree. I wouldn't get too caught up on numbers yeah same here i I don't want to i don't really want to live till i'm like helpless yeah you know that doesn't sound very fun but it's true (laughs) i don't really care what age that happens at (laughs) although they they actually yeah that's right that's right and they i we've been doing some cool like um uh uh, wisdom wednesdays which a lot of retired folks come to because it's on wednesday mornings yeah um and reading a book about like uh um the the uh the third stage of your life when you're retired and Mm -hmm. you can like do stuff and um And it talks about how like people are really scared about you know losing functionality mm-hmm. in their later years, yeah, but sure. um, but statistically most of most people don't really lose a lot of function until oh. r- right about just a, a few months right at the end. They pass yeah. Away. So, mm. yeah, there are of course there are people. My my grandmother had dementia and stuff sure, like that for an yeah. extended period of time, but that it really is uh, the minority. You most people. That's good to know. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got so. a good four or five years left, I think. Exactly. Yeah. At least. <laughs> at least, given how far away I live from the Garden of Eden. Um, okay, so anyway, so but coming back, basically, Cain's a worker of the ground, able to keeper of sheep. Already, we're like, bing, bing, symbolism. <laughs> shepherd? Right? Like, yeah, he's a shepherd. Who's a shepherd? David's a shepherd. Yep. You know, like all the, king, the good kings mm-hmm. of Israel are shepherds. Good, being a good leader is called a shepherd. A, sh- something about shepherding yep. that is like the leadership training program God has in mind. <laughs> you know? And also, of course, it's kind of like the broccoli pizza thing. It's like Ooh. someone brings you some apples. Great. I love apples. Yeah. Someone brings you some lamb chops. Ooh. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the lamb, with the lamb chops. chops. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll well, cut up the apples. The little the things are delicious. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But, but more than that, I think that what I see going on here is like, as we see through the rest of scriptures and all the mm-hmm. shepherd talk, um, being a shepherd's hard. Yeah. You know, you have to live with your sheep. You have yeah, to watch crazy. them. You have to protect them. You guide them from place to place. You feed them. This is why it's leadership training. Got to be it's good like, with the sling. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. The sling. As we learned yeah. from David. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just for, for wolves and lions. It's for giants. It's definitely giants. Well. Yep. Um, <laughs> Whereas, like, what's Cain doing? He's, like, mm-hmm. right next to the Garden of Eden, so super fertile soil mm-hmm. here. It still takes some effort, but he's planting trees, and then what's he doing? He's just waiting for them to... Yeah. So... Just watching trees grow? Exactly. So Man. when God comes <laughs> and he sort of judges mm-hmm. their gifts, like, we can presume... <laughs> this is the Bible. Yeah. We can presume <laughs> that God 
judges justly, you mm-hmm. know, like he says, like, yes, I have more regard for Abel's offering than yours. Mm-hmm. And Cain is mad about this because this is what he, he did. But the subtext there really is like Cain just didn't like he just brought maybe he didn't even bring the first fruits. Maybe he didn't even bring the good stuff. He just like brought some, stuff <laughs> some for, leftovers. But yeah, but either way, like he didn't care. Yeah. as much he didn't put in the effort or anything like that and yeah. so um and so that's and that's indicated in when when Cain complains about this to God and he says well if you do good like won't you like lift up your face the phrase is like his face fell he was like sad and um Ooh. that that he his offering wasn't accepted um but if you do well won't it be accepted God says and mm-hmm. it's like the answer is yes like so the for a normal person, a person of a good disposition, they're going to go back and be like, okay, I need to work on myself here. Right. <laughs> I need to figure out yeah, how to do this better. That's right. <laughs> and like, that's great. Yeah. You know, like, and so j- we see here, right. Just like we saw with the, uh, the fruit in the garden of Eden, there's that temptation to sin where we like see something and we want it, yeah. but we know it's wrong. And mm-hmm. do we do it or not? It's mm-hmm. a choice. This is the choice that Cain has. It's being presented to him. It's like, okay, then this is a choice we all have in our lives. It's like, this this did not work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we did not get what we wanted out of this. God did not bless this endeavor, whatever it is. What do we do now? Do we go back and do we like pick ourselves up and figure out how to do better? Or do we like look at the people who got what we wanted and like, fill our our hearts with resentment and anger towards them and somehow blame them. Right. And there's this whole comparison thing that God is trying to teach Cain where it's like, don't compare yourself. Like it's not a competition. You both could have won, you know, like it's not, I wasn't picking one or the other and Abel's was better. It's like Abel tried and you didn't. And you know, like (laughs) or or whatever it was (laughs) like, and like, and so instead of being like, Okay, I'm going to go build up my own thing. Mm-hmm. Cain, uh, you know, goes and confronts Abel. And somewhere in their conversation, it occurs to him, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll be number one no matter what I do if yeah. there's no number two. <laughs> no, <laughs> if my little brother isn't That's there. true. And um, you, you so they knock s- down the, the lower one so that you're still higher. It makes sense. Exactly. So you don't fall below. That's him. right. <laughs> and this too, this is like super symbolic because what's always <laughs> happening in scripture the big guy, Saul, is always picking on the little guy, David. Mm-hmm. And yet God raises up the the little one mm-hmm. um, to to like rule because like he doesn't want that to happen. He always blesses the little one and wants the big one to follow that, you right, know, like right. follow that example. And all it takes is humility, you know, and everyone could like be cool is there a bug, bug flying there around there. no i'm just i'm just <laughs> waving you're just waving swatting at yeah mindlessly at the air i don't yeah. know what's going <laughs> <That's right>. on <laughs> there's no i swear there's a button i there's need <laughs> i need to move the powerpoint just, forward keep pushing this imaginary button send help someone needs to tie my arms down <laughs> Oh my goodness. This isn't a podcast. Is this an intervention? For I, think so. I think so. <laughs> Slowly, we're going to help Father Eric realize there's See, no one at his We Christian started end. with the metaphor of the cigar room. <laughs> Slowly changed to the yeah, white a cigar cell. Room. A nice, safe place. <laughs> for sure. He's also over oh, here man. drinking imaginary yep. drinks. So 
Yep. He has he has a mug filled with just water. No, like it's, this is it's delicious hot, hot chocolate. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know if he's playing yep. mind games with me or himself. <laughs> we'll see. Is this equipment even on? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. I try. Wait. I what might a, be being accepted. Yeah. <laughs> There's <Okay>. no microphone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. So. Queso. Assuming reality is real. <laughs> Uh, moving on. Um, so Cain kills his brother Abel. And, um, you know, just like the Lord comes and walks with Adam and Eve. And it's like, why are you hiding? Where are your clothes? Who told you you're naked? Yeah. He's like, oh, where's Abel, your brother? And Cain says, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Which Am is I? like his famous line. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the thing. Uh, sometimes, I think it was... a. Uh, maybe a rabbi, maybe a preacher who said the entirety of the rest of scripture can be read as a response to that question as am I my brother's keeper? And I mean, like bottom line is yes, is the answer. I don't know why it takes so many books, but it's like very, a very thorough. Yes. Whoa, it's a rhetorical. To that question. Let's settle down. Yeah. God's like, no, I'll, no, 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 no. That's a good question. I got whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 Cain. Yeah. That's a good question. Let's explore that. You give me for a few 10 thousand years, years and 50,000 words. I yeah. got yeah. <laughs> So am I my brother's uh-huh. keeper? And the Lord is like, uh, yeah. And he says, what have you done? He confronts him. The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Now there's some ancient symbolic stuff going on here with the ground too. Um, think about like what was Abel's job. It was to feed his sheep, mm-hmm. you know, what was Cain's job? It was to feed the earth, you know, mm-hmm. like till the soil and and make the trees grow right and right. bear fruit and all that kind of stuff. And so there's like a you did the opposite of what would make your offering better, right? Mm-hmm. The the ground was your sheep. The ground was what depended on you. Mm-hmm. You fed it the blood of your brother. Dang. You know, like it's like it's ooh, intense. that's not good. <laughs> it's not good at all. And um, and so this is when uh, when. Uh, agriculture gets real hard for everyone because <laughs> he says um, when you work the ground it shall no longer yield to you its strength you're not going to have a free ride where it's just like Man. throw some seeds and wait for the fruit which is yeah. you know again why in, in my reading you know his offering isn't as good as Abel's who like had to put the time in yeah. um, when uh, you it will, shall no longer yield to you its strength you shall be a fugitive oh. and a wanderer on its earth and Cain says my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden from God's face. Oh. Uh, I shall be a fugitive and wander on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. And then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills vain <laughs> Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord puts a mark on Cain, the mark of Cain, oh. lest any who found him should attack him. And so then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord, this area, the foyer of Garden of Eden, um, (laughs) uh, where God is still walking with the people, right? Yeah. And settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Mm -hmm. So so his story actually continues. That's sometimes where people 
leave off. But even there, there's like a, a little, there's more going on here than just the brotherhood, the brother rivalry of brothers thing, mm-hmm. um, which is important. And the whole like resentment, doing good, are you working on yourself or blaming it on other people, all that kind of stuff. That's an important thing. But the, but uh, it starts where God says, if anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. Because... Cain's story doesn't end there. Cain took Avenged a wife. sevenfold. Yeah, that's right. So it's like he's got a mark, special mark, <laughs> and everyone, you know, animals, plants, and people. We'll get mm-hmm. to, like, where the people come from because that's always a question. Like, where did Cain get his wife? Uh, so he goes He goes uh, uh, to the land of Nod, east of Eden. Mm-hmm. He finds a wife, and um, they get married. Or they get married. She conceives and bears a son, uh, Enoch, and he builds a city named after him, and then Erad, Mehujael, Methushael, and then Lamech, Walking and then Lamech. Yeah, and this so this is the <laughs> generations of Cain, right? Yeah. And here's why why these are listed. So Lamech takes two wives, one named Ada, one named Zillah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ada bores Jabal, Jabal. He's the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock, the scriptures oh. say. His brother's name was Jubal, and he's the father of all who play the lyre and the pipe. Hey. So Zilla, his other wife, bore, bears Tubal Cain. He's the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. And this is this is important. I want to make a little note here. It's like this is kind of what happens in Genesis through a lot of things, all the way through to like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Is like in in this in like people were seen as like uh, you know like the. the the line of Cain ends, um, and things go through the line of Seth, as we'll see, the Abel's replacement. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously there's, like, intermarriage going on behind the scenes. And people at the time uh, who would be reading this, like in Babylonian captivity, Jews and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they would see, like, if you uh, were someone who played the lyre or the pipe really well, mm-hmm. you obviously had an ancestor uh, uh, were an ancestor of uh, Jubal or if um, you were a forger or had instruments of bronze and iron mm-hmm. you somewhere in your ancestry was Tubal Cain like there's like a little there's like, like shrines my in, rapper name yeah <laughs> oh, this is a pretty good one it's too pretty good one there's like Tubal shrines Cain. to these folks yeah in in like so these are almost like the mythical ancestors not just of like of of people groups but like whole you know professions yeah essentially everything before noah is like the human race laid out and so like the specialties that people take in this in genesis like their descendants become those special like and so in the interest in like 1500 bc if you're reading mm-hmm. this and you're a blacksmith it's like oh you're a descendant of tubal king tubal right? king he's he's like got obviously <laughs> in your lineage somewhere yeah. right obviously. so like this is an important thing about mindset the mindset of the people reading and writing this, they'd see this and be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like Tubal Cain, Forgers, uh, Jubal, people who play the lyre, uh, Jabal, he's everyone who lives in tents and has li- have livestock, right? Yeah. Are related to those folks. But, okay, so, but this is also about intensification, like all generation mm-hmm. stories. It's like, what do we, what happens now after several generations of, of, uh, of Cain's kids? We get down to Lamech, um, who's, what is it, five generations down? Mm-hmm. And Lamech says to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. <laughs> I have killed a man for wounding me. 
oh. a young man for striking me. Oh. It seems like he's threatening them in yeah, some right? way. Like, it be, be on warning. He already called them wife of me. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna that's right. That's Hear my, my voice, you wives of me. <laughs> Lamech. Wife of me. Who's Matt. singing Listen. this song. <laughs> Listen to what I say. Lamech should be your rap name, actually, because he's the Lamech. one singing here. Yeah, and this is this actually kind of sounds like uh, some some rap from the streets. There. Ooh, hear my voice. I've killed a man for wounding me. I've killed a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. Oh, it's like things have not gotten better. Yeah, in the lineage of Cain, like mm-hmm. obviously his bitterness has increased yeah. through the generations and this and 11 you see, times that's right exactly <laughs> and you see this like you reflected too in the it's the same worldviews the same language that jesus uses when peter's like how many times should i forgive someone seven mm-hmm. times uh, the opposite of cain yeah. he's like no seven times 77 uh-huh. times like Got increase him. by increase like as much as sin yeah. <laughs> increases from seven to 77 mm-hmm blessing should increase seven times 77 you know like so so that's there's a there's there's this thing going on there where it's like you know like okay um where uh um where the generations that come from cain uh who came out of the sin the sin is just increasing and increasing Mm -hmm. so adam so the this series ends and adam knows his wife again she bores a son Bears a son and calls his name Seth now. Because this this is just a downward trajectory the whole time. It's like from the moment Cain yeah. and Abel are born, it's like, oh, this might be good. The second generation might be better. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's Abel. He's doing great. And it's like, no, the nope. bad one killed the good one. And now there's just the bad one. And he's having kids. And their kids are just getting worse and worse and worse. But then Adam and Eve um, um, have another son. They call him Seth mm-hmm. um, because Seth means... Uh, Seth sounds like the Hebrew for he appointed. Oh. Um, so because God has appointed for me it's another for, offspring. Let's try again. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Another offspring instead of Abel for Cain killed him. Killed uh-huh. the good one. So um, to Seth, a son was born and he was named Enosh. And at that time, when Seth's son was born, people started to call on the name of the Lord. People are like moving out into this area where they're not in the direct presence of God. Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden we see it's like a new hope, right? Oh, there's another, there, there is another Skywalker, you know? (laughs) Hey, Um, that's right. (laughs) Let's not get into this again. (laughs) (laughs) We're losing the ESPN crowd. I don't, I don't want to have to, to, to show you my star Wars knowledge again. So (laughs) that's right. I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. No offense. Um, so so that's where the story ends. It's like there's this new hope, uh, Seth, who's going to take the place of Abel in some way. And then you move to the transition to Noah, where you see that what happens, the blessing that God gave Adam and Eve to go forth and multiply, to fill the earth with God's glory, mm-hmm. when he sees all that is good, all that kind of stuff it doesn't come through the lineage of the firstborn. It doesn't come even though, but he, and even though the secondborn who was going to be raised up, even though the firstborn killed him, God made another firstborn Man. to carry on that purpose. God's purpose can't be stopped. And yeah. so we see it's too, fair. like <laughs> Jesus is like the younger brother of all humanity, even though he's like pre pre exists us. You yeah. Know? Like he's born 
really late into the story. Yeah, it's true. You know, <laughs> and like, and yet because he's so humble, because he is lowers himself to the lowest place, he's raised up. This is the same thing with Israel. Israel is the smallest of all the nations in the ancient world. And like their whole story, and again, it's just repeated through every every story. Small and this, mighty. It's like God chooses the small mm-hmm. to to uh, to raise up the to, to bring down and and raise up the large. He chooses the foolish to shame the wise. All that kind of stuff. Nice. You know? So so that's um, that's more or less Cain and Abel. I mean, like it's another one of those big theme story arcs where it's like it's setting up. A lot of other things you see lots more brothers fighting stories you see lots more younger brother getting the blessing from the older brother like uh, like Jacob and Esau and what happens they almost they fight and they almost like Esau almost kills him right you know like (laughs) same thing except you see grace starting to to come in and it's like eventually they reconcile it's like another way god's even though it looks like things are just going to decrease and get worse lifespans and all that stuff god like sets a limit on sin yeah and he starts slowly but surely like calling people back to through grace Uh to uh to their purpose so nice yeah i like it yay okay so that's important question for a man of the cloth Mm -hmm. such as yourself yeah, um, such as I am. <laughs> it says the guy in the cassock over Man there. Of the, yeah, oh yeah, it's a cassock. It's a white cassock that wraps around my arms. Around my... There's no okay. Put your really long cassock sleeves. on. <laughs> so, how mm. how mad do you think my wife will be if next time she asks me where Ivy is, I, I say. Am I my daughter's Am I keeper? Am my daughter's keeper? Yeah. <laughs> Do you that think it'll be perfect... funny or angry? I think, I, I think that that <laughs> scenario, just theoretical, theoretically, is a perfect illustration of how much of a jerk Kane is being to God. <laughs> I actually want to say how much of a dick Kane is. You know, like, you can it's see, if you, you try that line out. Yeah. Oh, am it. I my daughter's keeper? <laughs> Say that to Especially your wife like, or husband. It's not just like at home, but like we're in a Walmart yeah. parking lot or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Am I my daughter's keeper? Yeah. The answer is either yes, or it is like just a physical act of violence. Yeah, definitely. You. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what Cain is afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> but God even protects him from that. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. We have a, a question this week. Oh, awesome. Would you like to hear this question? I would love to hear it. <laughs> All right. It's a... Uh, from one of our listeners in San Antonio. Wonderful. Asks, something I've picked up on through life is when people attribute really great things to God and his love, but then question why God isn't helping the very second something turns bad. Mm. I've witnessed this from people in both large life-changing events and much smaller trivial events. I have to admit that I've been guilty of this in the past, but I know that's a toxic way to think about God's blessings because we're always blessed to be alive and breathing on this earth. Additionally, I think a lot of us are guilty of thinking, why did God do this to me when something really unfortunate mm. happens? Why me? How do we as Christians step away from this thought process? I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Shucks. <laughs> Shucks. Yay. Awesome. Awesome <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, and, and thank you for the compliment. This is, this is uh, stemming off of this too. It's, it's kind of something I've struggled with in the past too, which is like... Yeah. Uh, one specific example that comes up in my brain is when, mm-hmm. when uh, I was in eighth grade, we had like a rollover car accident. Oh goodness! And, and people were like, 
oh my gosh, God mm-hmm. must have really been watching out for you. Yeah. I'm like, well, then why did he let the truck flip? Like, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like you got to kind of, right. you can't just do one without the other yeah. in yeah. my logical brain. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. Yeah. I get that. So like mm-hmm. there's, so the, there's a question sort of in the preamble to the actual question. So there's sort of two questions here. Sure. One is like, why does this happen? You know, like basically it's a sub question of why do bad things happen at all? Yeah. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why sure. isn't it it's like as soon as something crappy is about to happen, mm-hmm. God doesn't just step in right there. Yeah. Why didn't he just stop Cain from killing Abel? Yeah. Right. Doing, like, yeah. Why does he have to do this whole like, well, now Cain, you have to wander and now yeah. Seth will come along and don't worry. Things will still be taken care of, except Abel's still dead. You yeah. Know? Oops. Like why, why does he have to do things the hard way? Right. Um, and you know, uh, you know, with all the the sort of uh, the problems of evil, obviously, no one can say no one knows the mind of God in the way that God knows things. I can't even begin to imagine how God conceives mm-hmm. the world or the things that God understands, you know, um, or what what He sees. Our faith is, and I would not say this is even blind faith. Like this is something that we build up in our relationship to God is trust through the experience of it happening that God does in fact have a good reason to let the bad things happen that happen mm-hmm. even really terrible things you know but even starting just with like annoying things yeah it's like why you know like, like it's all headed somewhere that's right and good. and when you start with small things in your life we can all find small things they weren't like super damaging but they were difficult mm-hmm. like almost all the time with the wisdom just that comes from time mm-hmm. in our own lifespan, we can start to see like there was a purpose. There was like something going on there where most of us look back on difficult periods of our lives and we say, I would not trade that because it made me who I am. Right. You know what I right. mean? And so like you can see on a small scale in some things like that it's not, I, I, and I'm not saying God does things to us uh, that or causes evil. God doesn't cause evil. Mm-hmm. I'd say God sometimes probably does cause difficulty in our lives mm-hmm. or suffering even. Not evil, not evilly. Like God didn't cause the Holocaust, you know, like right. Hitler did. Right. <laughs> um, but God, yeah. you know, like to be fair, God allowed it. This is his universe. Like, sure. why didn't you just have Hitler die over one of his paintings, you know, yeah. when he was young or whatever? Seriously. Wouldn't that be better and like so so that's another whole level of that but i would say we take what we can see in our lives just the small things about the things that weren't even evil for us but they were great suffering Mm -hmm. we see how in fact that improved us um we can also take evil things that happen to us things that i would never lay at the feet of god you know Mm -hmm. bad things that bad people did and we can see even those like God still brings grace out of them, mm-hmm. you know? And this is, this is the story of Cain and Abel right here. It's like, yeah, Cain killed Abel and who knows how much better the story would have gone if Abel had still been alive. Right. You know, like how much better would the story have gone if like Jesus wasn't killed, Right. you know, like <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. No you kidding. know, there's so, the whole old Testament is all these like near misses mm-hmm. where it's like, what if David didn't do that stuff with Bathsheba and kill her husband? Yeah, you know, right. Like, Everything was on an upward track. Mm -hmm. And yet, as we see it, like God brings even greater blessings out of the stumbled path we take. So the question Mm -hmm. is, why does he let us take that stumbled path at all? Mm -hmm. The answer ultimately is 
is freedom. You know, again, we don't know exactly what what good purpose, what greater good God could possibly have in mind. And it feels impious. It feels like uh, uh, big being bigger than your breeches just to try and imagine. It, <laughs> right, you, know? like right. you, can't, you can't do that. You can't play that game. Uh-huh. All but in, in simple terms, we do know that in order to be loving creatures, in order to be creatures that are in God's likeness, to go after the likeness of God, yeah. <laughs> it's to be a loving creature. And to be a loving creature, you have to be free. Mm-hmm. You have to be free to do good and you have to be free to do evil. So the conditions which create the possibility of evil, mm-hmm. we can see just in our own minds, you know, in our own lo- in logic. Like that is necessary in order to have a loving creature. So ultimately we can say God lets us make mistakes and fail and do evil as mm-hmm. human beings because that is, you need to make room for that mm-hmm. in order to make room for human beings that can actually love, that can actually become the image of God more than just beasts. So that's, that's sort of like the, the quick answer why. Mm-hmm. And again, this isn't, you know, if something, if your friend is going through something real terrible, this is not, that's not the time to share the philosophical <laughs> r- roots of like causes of evil. And Jesus doesn't do that either. Yeah. Like you, most people, when you're experiencing that, they don't want intellectual answers. What they mm-hmm. need is support right. and empathy. Mm-hmm. And this is what Jesus does. He doesn't come and say, Hey guys, don't worry. There's a good reason for everything. He comes and he joins us mm-hmm. in our suffering. He takes on the worst that the world can give himself mm-hmm. and lets it kill him. <laughs> Literally lets it kill him. Um, and to show that something greater, God's power doesn't stop at death or suffering or an evil person's temporary mm-hmm. power in this world. All of that um, can be taken and transformed and all the good stuff will remain and the evil, evil gone in the in the world to come. So it's an interesting yeah. take, interesting way to look at it. Is you know, think about all, 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 all the bad stuff I that know. happens in the it's Old Testament, yeah. and then say, well, all of that led to Jesus. Yes, without it, exactly. Yeah, it's all of those bad things yeah. led to the most. That's right. The best thing that could have happened right. to humanity. And like um, some of the genealogies, which we're boring to read through in mm-hmm. like the like the gospel of Matthew, for instance, genealogy hey. of Jesus. Oh. Like they're not like, <laughs> they're not comprehensive. They're not like uh, ancestry.com or whatever, <laughs> trying to give you sort of historical, like he's drawing on these names, you know, that are part of the lineage of Jesus through mm-hmm. the old Testament. And sure. like well, the old Testament almost is just one giant genealogy of Jesus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he like oftentimes puts like the worst people in there or people who went through the worst things in there is emphasizing Jesus came from that. Yeah. You know, Jesus came from that. The, That's cool. The muck, the mm-hmm. worst possible sufferings, the most hopeless situations. And yet Jesus Christ would not be here if they didn't persist, you know, yeah. uh, through that. Pretty cool. cool. So, cool. okay. So real quick, the, the actual question of the, of the question was a practical one, which is wise. Like, right. The, 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 the duty, the difficulty, the call of any God-fearing person in the Old Testament or New Testament, one of the primary ones is figuring out what to do with suffering. And again, that's why Jesus, that's his principal mission is to right. take on the suffering. Like, what are we going to do with it? I'm going to die to it so that I may live, you know, and so that we can die to sin and live to Christ, live to God. Um, so the question is, how do we 
get out of this habit of like, oh, everything's a blessing. And then it's like, hey, God, how come <laughs> I got four red lights in a row and missed my appointment? Yeah, you know, right? like, what the heck? Um, there, There's already acknowledgement in this question. Like, that's probably not the best way to like have an attitude towards God. It's sort right. of a very cane way. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, man, you're alive. You know, you're in, you're, everything's fine. It's like a teenager attitude. That, that's yeah. right. That's right. And, and so... Um, how do we, as Christians, step away from this mm-hmm. thought process? The um, the uh, uh, the answer is really in the question um, where where at the at the end of the the first little paragraph of of her question, which is um, I know that this is a toxic way to think about God's blessings because we are always blessed to be alive and breathing on this earth. In fact, we're even blessed when we're past alive and breathing on this earth. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is the, the, I would say the practical thing that we do is giving thanks, mm-hmm. thanksgiving, gratitude unlocks us from the suffering that's presented to us. Even this works in little situations. It works in big situations. There are saints who were, became saints literally in the, um, in, in the gulags, literally in the concentration camps, of Nazi Germany, like Maximilian mm. Kolbe and like other saints, there are you know people who suffer tiny little inconveniences every day in the grocery store line, whatever it is. <laughs> and it's the same process. It's the exact same process. When you're in that mood and you realize like, oh, I'm I'm pissed right now. <laughs> like yeah. I'm Canaan in a big way. I'm like resentful at that like things aren't going the way I want it. Yeah. Step back. And you think through or you look around or whatever you need to do and you find one thing. It can be the smallest thing in the world. One thing that you can identify as a blessing, a grace from God in your life. Yeah. It could be your child. It could be just that like, oh, I'm the shopping line is taking forever. But at least they had the, you know, olive oil I wanted. <laughs> really, I've been really into olive oil lately. This fasting yeah, is messing with me. I know. But seriously, I, I just drink it. No, just kidding. Doesn't count. Yeah. And give thanks for it. But you just find the one thing to start off and you focus on that and you say, God, I'm so thankful for that in my life. And it starts to move your attention, move your heart towards the things you know are good, you know are gifts from God. And it short circuit the resentment and the and the difficulty. And seriously, like I'm not joking when I say this isn't just a way to like oh, here's a life hack about how to be calm in the shopping <laughs> line. Like this is how the saints mm-hmm. became saints under torture, you know, yeah, from the ancient crazy. days to the horrors of the 20th century, you know, like they found the blessings of, and none of them ever didn't find the blessings of God, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even when they died, <laughs> they found the blessings of God. Um, so, so that's, that really is the, is the, short circuit how we step away from the thought process it's it's you have to by by an act of your will you know like say what is something i can be thankful for right now maybe not it's not even in this situation maybe it's something that happened 10 years ago but something i can give thanks to god about i can say god praise you for this and you can remember who god is and that whatever is happening to you right now um, it doesn't, it's temporary. It does not have the last word on you. Even if it's mm-hmm. your death, like it's not the last word. Like God is the last word and love is the last word. 
one uh one quick example kind of yeah <laughs> kind of minor and, and juvenile at this point but like <laughs> i remember specifically a moment i want to say i was eighth grade or something and my dad was like you gotta go mow the lawn and i was like Ugh. like <laughs> this is the last thing no. i want to do for no real reason yeah. you're just a teenager or whatever the heck you are at that mm-hmm. age and i'm just like i don't want to do anything I just want to sit here and do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, and so I'm, you know, begrudging my stinking on her, uh, <laughs> like a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm getting and, flashbacks right now. But yeah, but, but for some reason, something just hit me. I was like, I was like, man, how cool is it? How blessed am I that I have this lawn to mow? There's yeah. so many people don't have this, you know, and yeah. it seems, it's, it just seems kind of yeah. simple and easy way to think about it. But for some reason at that moment, it just hit me and I was like, I mean, I still didn't want to do it, but yeah, <laughs> but I mowed the lawn, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I, I don't know, I, because of that little example, I find myself having done yeah. that over and over in my life about things. You know? Absolutely. That, and, I and think that's, that's it. kind of the answer. I think it's just part of yeah. how an optimist stays optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. There's the word I was looking for. That's <laughs> optimistic. right. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And it doesn't, like you say, it doesn't make it easy. No. It doesn't necessarily make it, <laughs> yeah. make that you like mowing the lawn or cleaning yeah. your room or whatever else. Yeah. But like, it really changes how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. I had to start doing the dishes a lot more <laughs> in the last few years. That was like, we, we rearranged our like household task. Yep. That is my job. I'm kitchen Dish cleaner. Yep. Yeah. And I have always hated doing dishes yeah. so much. Um, but, uh, but you know, I also worked food service. So I'm like good at cleaning hey, right. the kitchen yeah. and all that stuff once I get into it. But for months. What are you doing tonight? Huh? I was, yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, for months, I was like um, resentful about it. every time. I was like, oh, here I am doing the dishes. Yep. I'm a grown up now. Like, I. I <laughs> I've always, all I've ever wanted was like a dishwasher and like, and like, I don't cook, I clean. Right. Yeah. And so like, I, I'm like, if I had made this meal, I wouldn't use all these dishes and like all this stuff, which is so of course ungrateful. Cause PS, uh, Alex, if you're listening, I love you. Um, she cooked the whole meal that I just ate without right. doing anything. I'm just washing them off. Yeah. But, but like, it took a while for me to be like, I have to like really be so thankful for my wife Mm -hmm. that I have a family to clean up after, Right, you know, that I ate, I didn't have to cook anything or dirty these dishes. I just ate this food and like, and I have a gift for like, I'm good at this. I really am. Like I'm, I, I have like a whole like order to yeah. like cleaning the kitchen like <laughs> alex did not clean no offense honey but um, you're not cleaning the kitchen <laughs> as think, well as me and I like think, oh, go ahead yeah and so like that gratitude just totally like mm-hmm. when i thought about it like that like this is not a chore this is a response this is a loving way that i can give a tiny bit back mm-hmm. for all the things that i've received this is a loving act for of service for God and for for my family, mm-hmm. and that really changed things. Like it's still it's still like work, and I don't like I not do it in a second if I yeah could, <laughs> but like uh, but like it's it's amazing. Like I love, I'm just so much happier in yeah. the evenings. You know, like it's like accept it and find the gift in it. Yeah, so, and I think it seems oversimplified to yeah to just say. 
we'll just find something to be thankful for. And, and yeah. probably it seems like, you know, the chapter 12 of some uh, self-help yeah, book. But I know. But I, I think more practically, it's you have to find those little times That's to right. do it. And then yeah. hopefully when the bigger things come, you can still find it in to do that. Cause it's exactly. like, you, it's That's like you said, practice. when someone, when someone's going through something, you don't give them the philosophical no. whatever's, you know, no. that's right. <laughs> it's kind of the same that's thing. Not what they and you can't, right you can't just say when someone is going through something, I'm like, well, find something to be positive about. You know? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe something lighten to be up. For. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's kind of training calm yourself. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a problem right there. <laughs> But it's like yeah, anything yeah. else in life. It's it's habit building. Yeah. You know, exactly. You, you, you just That's right. You and start small and you hopefully yeah. when the time it's like people like reading scripture, you know, people say right. the more you read it, then it, eventually when you're going through something, it comes in your head. Exactly. You go, ah. Exactly. Yeah, reading <laughs> like, scripture is not like, oh my goodness. Oh, I know that's so relevant to me. Oh my god. It's more like, <laughs> what? He did what? How how is this relevant? It's like, what does this mean in Greek? Like looking stuff up, but like the patterns that get into your head. And then all of a sudden, like you're saying, you'll be doing something, you'll pop up. It's like, I am my brother's keeper or whatever, you know, like, and it all of a sudden it'll just open this whole yeah. thought, you know, mm. uh, web of, of ideas then concepts that never would have occurred to you and something. And, for the record, sometime with uh, thank you for your question. By the way, oh listener. yes, thank you so much. But for the for the record, sometime when we do this podcast, yeah, just to mess with people, I want to have a listener question, and after I finish it, you just say I don't know, and the podcast ends. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Man, yeah, I guess at some point I'll have to tell the truth. But... <laughs> well, speaking of lawns, I got to get home and mow mine. Yeah. So yay for that. Woo-hoo. I still don't like doing it, by the way. Yeah. But there is something beautiful about when it's done. And you I look know. at that lawn and go, ooh. That's right. Ooh, that's a pretty yep. lawn. I did that. Yep. <laughs> One of my professors in seminary said, like, you may never like cleaning your room, but if you clean it enough, you'll start to like having a clean room. Ooh, that's a you good know? way to put it. And, and I agree with him. Yeah. And he, that's what he talked about with spiritual disciplines. It's yeah. like, you might not ever like sitting down and praying in the morning or uh-huh. praying in the evening. It might not be fun. It's like, Oh my gosh, I want to watch a YouTube right now like, or whatever. <laughs> like, but you will like mm-hmm. what God does to you through making space for his grace. You know, that's, like that's my theory about people who work out a lot. Yeah. Like I, I don't think anyone really likes working I as much as they say they do. Weird I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think, Anyone who works out (laughs) enjoys what they get from working out. (laughs) That's right. Actually, that's that's true. Like when I've talked to people who are like workout crazy workout folks Mm or do who who do anything like high performance, it's like the first thing they always say is you have to be really clear about why you're doing this because you do not want to. (laughs) You don't want to climb a mountain or bike 50 miles uphill or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be clear. Like I want to do this because, and I've never found a because for that, (laughs) but they did. (laughs) And so like you have to be really clear about it, you know, like dieting for that matter. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Like you have to have a very clear reason like why. (laughs) So All right, let's wrap this thing up. It's been fun. Thanks, guys, as always. Send us uh, 
Any uh, emails, yeah. questions, comments? Discouragement. Yeah. Tell us how beautiful we are. Yeah. I always like that one. Yes. Say say how much you've yeah. enjoyed hearing about Cassick's If you Cassock's want, draw us a sketch of us based Ooh, on our voices, that would be having cool. never Try seen us. Try to figure us. it out without yeah. looking. That would be, be awesome. Cool. <laughs> I think everyone knows we probably both have beards. Yeah, I think just from true. the... Yeah. Which one of but us I won't has give hair. away any. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remember the the Viking scar on that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, after the likeness at gmail.com. Send us something there. Yay. Like us on Facebook. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. And we'll discuss something even more awesome yes. this week, if that's possible. If there's something out yeah. there, we'll see. <laughs> I'm Matt Kitchen. And I'm Father Eric. And this is After, after the, the likeness. likeness. See you next time, guys. <laughs>